time to ham up. Oh my god, I really try hard. Shut it down! Somehow it's the best. After the credits. A Yum Chunks podcast. Yum Chunks! Shaman! Shaman! Shazam! Uh, help me out here, guys. Uh, Bazoombers? Bazoongo. Ah, we'll get there eventually. It's it's something like Shazam, or I don't know. But anyway, thanks for joining us, listeners, for episode 114 of After the Credits, a Yum Chunks podcast. Uh, I am Ryan Davis, your host this day. And with me to talk about Shazamo number two, the return of Shazami, is Matt Chewy. Yes, I am. Hello, here I am. Bzoink! Ah, oh, dang, man. Okay. Uh, we're getting closer. I don't think we are. We're getting farther <laughs> away. Uh, also with me is Sean Davis. I think it's Captain Every Power Junior. Yeah. Oh. That's a reference to the movie that we watched, guys. Oh, we didn't say spoilers yet. Oh, no. I know. I just spoiled that reference. Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. Should we start over? Should we start the whole podcast over? Yep. Episode right. one. Everybody press one. stop. Oh, what? No. I quit. <laughs> yep. We got to go talk about Ready Player One again. All right. Well, Do you we'll think see. they'll make the second book into a movie? Do you think it'll be Steven Spielberg? Right. I wonder if it's even well, optioned. I wonder I how much the first movie made, because that ultimately is, I feel like, the decider. That's but the, the yeah. second movie was generally critically panned, and I feel like the 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 love of that book has waned over the years as well. Yeah. Worldwide so. total of $592 million. Oh, that's pretty good. That deadline Hollywood good, though, how had... How much did it make? Uh, oh, uh, well, that, yeah. Deadline Hollywood estimated the film needed to gross at least $440 million and needed order to break even so that would give it a 152 million dollar profit estimated um so i don't know well, those are numbers do with them what you mean <laughs> figure ah, you tr- it out you tricked me into talking about ready player one again this is oh my god no it's happening <laughs> yeah <laughs> we weren't joking i'm locking off yeah gotcha. <laughs> well i like soup still I think I talked about soup on the very first episode. I ate all. Of, well, I was talking about soup in the last episode when I know, that's my right. lovely wife was making just a gigantic uh, pot of uh, of veggie stew, of which I ate nearly all of, and now I feel super powerful. She didn't get to eat any of it. I ate all of it, almost, <laughs> almost all oh, of man. it. It made like it, it. It made like eight servings, of which I had like six of them. Um, it's just like pure fuel. Like it's just like it's the it's like the human body equivalent of rocket fuel. It's excellent. I mean, when you can drink food, I think you just are naturally gonna feel like I could. You're gonna try to have more of it because you're drinking it. Yeah, but it's have all ve- ever, and it's all vegetables. That's the thing. So it's all good for you. Have you ever drank soup it through a straw? Someone should try that. Um. Yeah, in the hospital. <laughs> well, yeah. do you know what's yeah, gonna good job, Sean? Yeah, gosh, Sean, what way to bring that back up? But are you guys aware of the whole like broth health trend? Yeah, thanks, Gwyneth Paltrow. Is, is that really a her, what's her the doing trend that broth is healthy? Well, you know, she's I'm into sure we- she's all into all those weird like like Goop, trends, all those weird Goop like stuff, 
like middle class mom trends and uh, it feels more it, to, my impression it was more of like a crunchy granola hippie kind of a thing as opposed yeah. to a high-end but i could there's be wrong those are the, those are the same there's the, there's, there's, there's i don't know if they're the same there's, but some there's, some there's, there's a some lot crossover. of the the the, yeah. the middle of the venn diagram is growing rapidly um, but what is i don't know this trend though um, is, well trend? i don't know she's just been getting flack for Having a diet well, that consists only of no, I think, bo- bone broth. Or Sean, were you, were you talking about Gwyneth Paltrow? Or are you talking about broth? <laughs> What's the Gwyneth Paltrow trend? Tell me about the Gwyneth Paltrow. Uh, oh, there's a whole Netflix series on the Goop brand. You can go watch that. No, I know that. No, I, but no, I'm talking I meant about just recently. the independent of her. Independent of her, what's the broth trend? Um, well, I think she is the broth trend. I, I don't. I don't people know. Keep, I don't know that she's. Keep, a, let me Google this. People keep tweeting her in the last couple of weeks, angry because <laughs> she made a video about how she only has coffee and bone broth as her meals oh okay and maybe something I, I wasn't else. aware of that yeah see i'm just way up more up on dumb internet stuff than you guys yeah i mean but i mean how I challenge you on this but this has served me poorly in the past challenging you on internet meme thank you uh, i mean but how, how recent is the gwyneth broth uh fiasco been going on max two Scandal. weeks oh then broth predates that by years <laughs> just by a few years though <laughs> it was weird soup having and people eating soup without just, broth it was I'm, just a bunch of wet vegetables and soggy meat and bowls i'm just saying that i hear one of you say the words broth trend that's the first <laughs> i mean that's the most recent broth trend that i'm aware of but 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 yeah the people walk around with like thermoses that they're just they just oh. have broth in them and they just kind of like sip on it throughout the day and that's kind of how they keep something in their stomach to keep their I, you know, I mean, how is that? And it, it's just like a juice. What's the caloric like, content right? of broth? It can't be. Yeah, I think it's it is, it is juice adjacent. Okay, I searched I searched broth calories, and you know Google tries to give you the answer as best as it can, and it said eleven, and, and it said quantity one cube, <laughs> like a bouillon cube. Yeah, it is what it there's a couple things wrong. All right, okay, let's see. Swanson. Okay, it's it's saying vegetable broth. I don't want. I want the meat salt broth. content's got to be really high. Yet, let's say yeah, probably, think, probably high sodium. I think that's not necessarily broth. bad. Yeah, chicken depending, broth can be considered there hasn't like been a, a direct link between high sodium and high cholesterol. It's just that if you have high cholesterol, you often have high sodium. But they're yeah, not yeah, causal. <sighs> yeah, agreed. And and also, I think there's been a, a good number of studies on like cholesterol that your body kind of will yeah. tries to naturally regulate, so it's not. And there's good cholesterol too. Like there is. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of stuff that you actually want high cholesterol if it's the right kind. So. Yes. Uh, so a cup of a cup of chicken broth is 15 calories. So if you're having, you know, you know it's better than juice. Two less th- sugar. Oh, that's way better than so. juice. Two two to three cups per meal. You know, you're getting 30 to 45 calories. You're not. And that's only, a lot of. You're only content. getting. Yeah, it's it's not. I mean, no, not for a meal. That's not enough calories. I mean, right? not for a meal, but I'm just saying. I mean, it it's, fills it's, you you're up. Sip, yeah, you're. That's what I'm trying to say. Like in terms yeah, of just vol, uh, mass volume, it's it's you're yeah. putting that in your stomach. I mean, yeah, you'll pass it and stuff like faster than food, but if you're just trying to kind of. Yeah, sip it throughout curb the day. appetites and stuff. I don't know. Exactly. It just doesn't seem yeah. healthy. It just doesn't seem healthy to me. And I mean, if you're using it as a meal replacement, probably yeah, I not. Think, yeah. I just don't think that's not the trend. And maybe maybe that's where it got well, out of I do control. Feel like Gwyneth has has <laughs> said, yeah, if that's all she's, she's scandalized doing, broth. Uh, I Let it be, be known, Gwyneth has scandalized broth. 
Does it have to be bone broth? I mean, can it can it that's, just be like chicken I don't know stock? if it has to be. I didn't look up bone broth. I'm just that's what she is, mm. you know, hawking or whatever. I don't know what she's doing. Anyway, I have a I have a Aldi brand meal replacement shake that's just like really good. I'm trying to figure out how cal. See, it's a it's 180 calories, which is like good. That's another. That's the that's, that's, that's good. good. Even that feels kind of low for a real meal replacement. Oh yeah, it keeps you full. Mm-hmm. Do that and then, yeah. and you have pair that with like a a banana, chocolate and banana sounds is a good combo. That's a good meal right there. Nice. Yeah. Anyway, what? <laughs> Um, well, let it be known to trends listeners. <laughs> yeah. We are the least also, next time. <laughs> I was just going to say we are the least qualified to give any sort of health whatevers. So uh, I don't know about that. We all have microphones in front of our faces. That means we're yeah. qualified to say well, anything we want. Whatever well, we I, want. So on this topic, I had this idea for a podcast where every month I do a recording where I've and for the previous month I've eaten nothing but one single item. And then I report on the effects it had to my health. Anyway. Oh, like for that whole month? Yeah. Okay. Like the that name... Super Size Me movie kind of. Kind of like that. It's something that no one's asked me to do, but I'm going to do it. <laughs> I mean, but um... nobody asked him to do that either. And, and, well, that's, and, what that's and the to point. to be fair, what was his experiment? If I eat a lot of McDonald's, what will happen? Oh, my God. He got fat. Oh, my God. Yeah. What? But see, the thing is, I really am interested to know what happens if you only spend a month eating only bullion cubes you know yeah and I, like and we would t- and it has to be something that we know is not going to kill me in the first place but okay um, so mayonnaise is out oh no mayonnaise is in <laughs> you know i've been uh, that's I've episode been, one maybe. I, i've been uh, there's only one episode of this yeah. podcast. i uh i've been looking i've been keeping my ear open for replacement quotes for our intro and oh no mayonnaise is in might be uh <laughs> <laughs> might be a contender yeah we have a couple different versions going there yeah um yeah. i just gave you people one. uh yeah. listeners can write in and let me know what i should name the podcast my top contender so far is i'm donating my body to science <laughs> that probably already exists All right. i vote for does. ranky <laughs> whatever All you right. do don't let the internet vote i'm donating <laughs> my my body to science podcast uh no oh you, that name's available all right let's do it it's I'll kind of wordy register but it, it is a little bit but what are we doing register here it. something uh we're gonna talk about shazam but before we talk about shazam one or two we're gonna talk about what we've been up to okay in the form of chunk i mean this form of chunk fire <laughs> <laughs> I still make that mistake too. I, I know. I, I, it's all good though. Um, you know what? Why don't Sean you go first? Okay. Um, I don't have a lot. I have one movie that I saw, and then I, other than that, I've just been sitting quietly in the dark in my apartment for the last two weeks. We know. Um, <laughs> the one movie I saw that was Scream Six. I went to the movies and I saw Scream Six. Oh. Um, Ooh. I am a fan of the Scream franchise, so uh, I won't obviously get to spoilers specifically, but I enjoyed this. It's not my least favorite Scream by far, but it's definitely not my favorite Scream by far. It sits right in the middle. Um, But it is a Scream movie, so, you know, without getting into too many specifics for people who haven't seen it, who may want to see it, uh, yeah, if you like Scream, you'll like it. 
it it's it's a it's a scream movie in every way that that matters for the most part for the most part hmm. okay. okay that's that's it, actually yeah. pretty good um yeah i would say maybe yeah. a little bit more gruesome in some ways than most scream movies um there's some really cool sequences and scenes um you know the 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 screen movies are always like murder mystery kind of who done it kind of stuff so that that's still in there there's a little less of the meta kind of scream has always been about the meta mm. kind of movie kind of thing there that obviously is still an element because it's just kind of inextricably tied to the franchise but a little bit less in this one um and they're in New York so they go around New York and there's stuff going on in New York so that's scream 6 i recommend it go watch it um and what else uh, eh, actually that's about it i, I will say that i i finished a book um that i'll just mention i finished a book by stephen king a, a book of short stories by stephen king called night shift which is one contains a lot of his earliest like written you know writing short stories that he wrote and stuff and it was like i've read a handful of stephen king mainly the dark tower and one or two other books but never have never been like a big you know uh, Stephen King uh, reader, but I was I was I loved it. I, I was like oh th- I guess there's a reason why he's so popular. Obviously, you know, <laughs> he can't be awful if the, he keeps writing and people keep buying his stuff. Um, the short stories were a really great way I think to really dive into his horror stuff, which is pretty much most of his stuff than what he's known for, obviously. But there, it is kind of funny because even as good as they are, there is a pattern that you could pick up where it's just like, what if this thing. Be, came alive and became possessed and tried to kill people like what if your keyboard tried to kill you what what if what if your your front door became evil like that's kind of the pattern of the stories which makes it sound like i'm not you know praising him but uh but they are really good they're very lovecraftian more lovecraftian than i thought you know than i really understood him to be um so it was fun to kind of go back and read some, you know, classic Stephen King back from like 40 years ago when he first started, first started his career. Some classic stories in there. The Lawnmower Man's in there. Uh, Salem's Lot kind of gets its start from there. Um, Children of the Corn is is that is from that, you know, short story that he wrote. So, so. anyways, uh, yeah, some fun Stephen King stuff. Those are my chunks, though. Um, Chewy, what do you... What chunks are in your bowl of soup? I uh, I got some carrot in there, and I got some celery and some red pepper, and uh, tonight my bowl of stew had chicken in it, some teriyaki sauce, and... Uh, oh, water chestnuts. And some corn. Good. Anyway. Good. Those are good chunks. Yeah, they were actually. I just freshly inserted into my belly and I'm feeling very nice and happy. Please don't say that. I'll say whatever I want. Um, I saw the movie The Quiet Girl. Uh, went to one of the local indie theaters nearby. Um, nominated for Best Foreign uh, Film or Foreign Language Film. Is it? What's it? International that? feature. International. Oh, okay. Did because they, it's did, did they rename that? It, they, yeah, a couple years ago, I think they rebranded <laughs> that category. I don't know how mm. much they actually changed what qualifies because it's an Irish film, right? It, yes. 
Are it they is, actually speaking like Gaelic or is it in English? It's a, uh, yeah, it's uh, Irish Gaelic for, I would say, probably about three quarters of the movie. Oh, okay. That, okay. That's Which I, I think I is, thought. from what the, what I, I gathered being over there, like, yeah, people who speak the language also kind of jump in and out between. It's like, you know, in San Diego, people, you know, native Spanish speakers also will just like mid-sentence switch back and forth into English. Sure. Um, mm-hmm. That's kind of how it seemed. And that's what the movie was like. Um, cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, I enjoyed it. It was uh, a bit slow for me, for for my taste, but it was very, uh, very well shot movie. It was very pretty. Um, not not a ton happens in it, but uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was good. Was there a girl who didn't talk very much? Yeah. Oh yeah. No false advertising here. Yeah. He's very quiet, as is everybody else in the movie. Um, yeah. Uh, in the Maybe real... you just had your volume down too low. No, it was in a movie theater. <laughs> oh, it was it was it was fine, Ryan. It was fine. What stupid thing to say? <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean that. You're my friend, and I love you. In the um... world of video games, I'm replaying uh, Freedom Planet, which is uh, a You're replaying it. I've never even heard of this game. Freedom Planet. You don't know Freedom Planet. Okay. I don't think so. Um, it was a, if I'm not mistaken, it was a Sonic the Hedgehog fan project that they decided to just reskin and rewrite into an original game, much like how um, Fifty Shades of Grey is that for Twilight. Um, mm-hmm. But it it is probably it, it's probably the closest thing we had to like a Sonic Mania before Sonic Mania came out. Uh, it's in that style, Genesis, um, 2D side scroller, pixel art, um, gameplay is, it's, it's very, it's got a lot of, it's like best of Sega Genesis. It, it kind of reminds me of, of Sonic, but also Ristar. I think you guys have played Ristar. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, yeah, I... there's a little bit of Gunstar Heroes in there with the, the enemies in the boss oh, cool. battles. It, it has, it has melee combat, um, instead of Sweet. jumping on things heads. But all the, all the characters are very Sonic-like. Um, the weird thing is that the cutscenes that you know they have text boxes in between levels with cutscenes, but they also have voice acting, and the voice acting is very strange because it's the least Sega Genesis type thing in there, um, <laughs> and it's a little too. The only voice acting I want to hear in Sega Genesis is Sega. Yeah, no, I, I want to hear Sega. Sega. Yeah, sorry, I'm thinking of the commercials. Yeah, yes, you, yeah. yes. Um, uh, it, it, at times it's a little bit too weeaboo for me, and I uh, get embarrassed playing it every once in a while. But it is—it's—it's <laughs> it's just really fun. It's a—it's uh, a lot of fun. And in there, a sequel came out recently, and I saw the first one was on—I have the first one on Steam, and I saw it was on sale for Switch, and I'm like, oh, it's like two dollars on Switch. That's a great reason for me to buy it and replay it. Um. This is one of those games I could see myself replaying a lot. And like Sonic, you can once you beat it, you can play as different characters. And, you know. Um, but the second one's not out on Switch yet, so I'm a fool. But that's okay, it's coming out. Um, uh, uh, yeah, I um, I saw a speedrun of this game in the last GDQ. Um, they played as the mm. character that rides a motorcycle. Mm. I didn't play as that character, because when I first played it, you can't you Ghost can't Rider? you can't switch his characters until you play through it. Uh, the f- oh wait no that's not true. I, I I don't know what I'm saying. 
Um, <laughs> and, <laughs> anyway, I'm replaying that, and hopefully in the nearest future, the second will come out and switch so I can play the second one. Uh, I also I have an Oculus again. I am now once oh. again the owner of an Oculus. Uh, yeah, Mave is taking a online course about VR game design, or or just I think it's actually about u- user interface design. I'm not entirely sure. Um, so that was a good excuse for us to get an Oculus again, and we bought one for my uh, nephew who had one used for two hundred dollars. So we're like, okay, it's in good working condition. So we handed him the cash, and we have that and. That coincided with the Steam sale that's currently happening, so oh, that's right. I bought, um, and I was delighted to the see reminder. that there's um, connectivity software to interface it with your PC has gotten better in even just a little over a year. Mm. So I Rick and Morty game was on sale for like seven dollars, so I bought it to use as like a test to see if I can get it working stably with my computer, and so far I have like I, it hasn't crashed at all yet. So I have uh, some games sitting in my cart right now. Actually, I just purchased them. Um, uh, Alex, obviously, Half-Life Alex. Um, Also, uh, shooty shooty pow pow game. What's it called? Um, Oh, um, the uh, Subnautica. That's a game that I've had sitting in my wish list for like literally since it came out. Do like, they have a VR Subnautica? I bet that would be awesome. You just can play as in VR. It just oh, has okay. a VR mode. That's cool. Uh, so, so I got that, and then I got another game where you're these red stick guys, and it's a shooter. I can't remember the name of it. Um, yeah, that game's awesome. Uh, but I'm trying to blank. Uh, super hot VR. That's it. Super hot. Super hot. So I've got those three and Rick and Morty. So. I'll be working through those here in a little bit. Um, once I'm, I'm clearing a spot, space in my living room so that it can be VR friendly. All right, those are my chunks. Uh, Ryan, back to you, sir. Uh, yeah, just got a couple chunks. Um, well, since we last recorded an episode, we did the or the Academy Awards took place, and for anyone that listened to our chunkies. All my picks won, so just oh, really? remember. Well, no, I don't know if it was every one of them, but uh, I did win our personal little get yeah, together, like true. my family's um, ballot. You oh. know, we usually do that, and so I, I, I won this year. Um, I only missed six out of twenty-three. I think is what it was, which is pretty good. Um, so just keep that in mind yeah. next year. If yeah, well, you, wants to win, you just pick what I pick. I'm gonna guess you had less competition this year, so keep that in mind. That is true. Basically, I just picked um, everything everywhere for everything that yes. I was nominated for, and that did that served me pretty well. That sounds like it would. Um, yeah. I want to do. I want to institute a new rule in the future that you could only pick a movie that you have seen. Right? Mm. That'd be kind of a yeah. Mm, right. Yeah. Uh, that just sounds like movie... you're trying to yeah. stack the deck, Sean. No, it just means I'm trying to like stack the deck. Well, since well, you always see stack the deck. No, I know, but yeah, it's less about stacking the deck and more about just me bragging. And not bragging, but just like, yeah. Yeah, but that doesn't mean that you should be reward mon- rewarded monetarily. Uh, well, we didn't put any money, or I didn't put any money. I didn't win anything. Um, yeah. But uh, Just the moral victory. I see. Yeah. Uh, morally rich. I'm sorry. But I mean, <laughs> if you think a movie is going to win, you don't have to see. Like, you're, if you're so confident that one, the, one movie is going to win, then you, you don't have to see any other ones. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I guess I did get a point because 
Women Talking won Best Original Screenplay, right? Yeah. Or, and I did vote for that, but I didn't actually see it. So that was the only thing that won that I didn't see. Okay. Or, or whatever. I mean, well, I guess not including the... No, way. I did see it. Did you... I did like see the, that. Usually it's like the documentaries, yeah. the shorts, the... Yeah, those um, are all those more obscure ones. Or, or whatever it, you it's nice say. when you but can anyway. catch a uh, local indie screening that just like you yeah. buy a ticket and it does all the shorts for one category. Yeah, yeah I, I did they, do that. They, so. didn't do that yeah. they didn't do that up here in LA, at least none huh. that I yeah. found. So. That's kind of weird. Um, uh, oh, and, oh, actually one note on that. So since we are talking about movies most of the time on this podcast, I did one remark, you know, just, it's fun. I like hearing all the speeches. I don't care how long they are. Just, it's just fun to see people talk about whatever they think is important. Um, and thank people, I guess. Uh, but, <laughs> but one of the things is, is, is not just, wasn't just from the Academy Awards, but a reoccurring thing from like Hollywood is like, oh yeah, quarantine's over. Let's get back into the movie theaters. And, and like how movies were spent supposed to be seen and and that's fine i suppose to some degree but i have to say it's you know it's like the, it's the james cameron types and not to bag on him necessarily but just it's a reoccurring theme from all of these folks and it's like okay so you know it costs like twenty dollars for mm. one person mm. it costs a hundred dollars for a family it's it's you're it's it's like you're it's like a non-congruitous argument like that you're trying to make oh this is what it's it's like that's not the point here it's not like people yeah. are lazy i mean some are but yes you're sure right. some it's, are that's but, not actually why movie, movie theaters yeah. has been have been failing before covid yeah matt mm-hmm. you you and i well sean you too used to work at a movie theater and yeah. we saw on the latter half of, of of our tenure there at working in a movie theater Theaters are empty ninety percent of the time. I mean, yeah, yeah. Ryan, you and maybe I maybe not that high well, ratio, but Sean, you worked there before us. Ryan, did you and yeah. Sean ever work there at the same time? Yeah, for a brief. Oh, like, okay, so you you guys you guys are the you're the link between our generations there. But yeah, we all we all worked in an eighteen screen theater for several years at different times. And when that theater opened in San Diego County, it was all eighteen screens were packed every weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. and um you go now it's it you'll never it's see a, you'll never see a full screen i'm yeah. i was i mean with this movie that we're going to talk about today you know it i i went out at a 11 30 a.m sunday show you know you think that it's sunday families are coming out of church and it, it's you know it's late morning early afternoon a, a movie like shazam 2 regardless of what you think of it should be full on opening weekend on a sunday morning right and there were 10 people in my screen you know, and that doesn't have anything to do with the movie. That's just, hey, what is there to see? Yeah. It's just the act of going to a theater and taking your family to the theater. You yeah. used to. So, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Well, I was going to say funny, weird anecdote is because I saw this opening night or like, you know, Thursday night. Right. Mm-hmm. And I was like, uh, I didn't pre-order tickets. I never pre-order buy my tickets. I, I just like and I don't like going to crowded theaters. So if I see a showtime is just like packed to the brim, mm-hmm. I'm generally not going to buy a ticket for it. And so I thought, oh, I'm not going to be able to see it tonight. There's no going to be. I went and on the theater near me, near near me, they have like the Dolby, and then there's like the IMAX 3D and whatever. Those show times were like eight o'clock all night long. Those were all sold out. Hmm. Were not sold out, but so full that I'm like, it's not worth it. Plus, they were a little more expensive. I didn't really care. But the standard show time at eight o'clock on opening night, like the Thursday night, not even half full. Right. Like not even maybe a third full. I'm like, all right. I don't know why no one's going to this. All right, so I'll go to this one. But it's just like weird. The less expensive one, the the you know the normal showing, 
prime time on opening night was not even half sold out. It was, I don't know. It's yeah. just strange. I mean, the other oh, ones yeah. were. So. For, yeah, and my, yeah. No, go ahead. My theater was, there was, I think, I don't know, five other, maybe four or five other people there with me. So, yeah, certainly. Mm-hmm. And I went on opening night, so. Well, I just want to brag about my D toy, but I have a reason to do so now. It's because, um, uh, movie going to taking your family to the movie for the longest time was the cheapest form of entertainment. Yeah. If you wanted to take your family out, but staying at home and watching that same movie has become um, for a lot of people, a much nicer and easier and incomparable in quality experience. I mean, and my new toy being, I just bought a, a 5.1 system for our living room and, um, well, right. We'll just say that this is one of my chunks. Um, I came into possession of a system from a coworker who was just going to donate it to the theater. And I'm like, well, we don't want, we don't need it. And he's like, well, you can just have it. Um, it was from 1999 and the speakers are huge. The amplifiers are huge. I looked it up when that system was new. It was a th- like several thousand dollar system. Um, and I'm like, well, we don't have a use for this. So I'm going to try to sell it. It goes for $300 now, but I bought one for 140 on Amazon that is super loud for our living room, and it, and it has more advanced audio stuff that you can do with it. And it's just like, between that and how much TVs cost to get a really large screen, like, why would a family want to go to the, to the movies if they have to put all yeah. four of their kids yeah. into, the, into the SUV and buy them all snack packs and stuff, you know? It's, that's like, a, that's several hundred dollar outing. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. So I right, you know, I mean, yeah, that's all go to goes to say, you know, it they're compe- you know, compelling us to come back into the theater and everything, but it's like it it doesn't it's it doesn't really it's not a really an argument that makes sense in yeah, the way it, they're framing. The it's argument. a non sequitur. The other thing too is they're acting like, you know, whatever, Top Gun saved the movies, right? Right. Well, no, they didn't. No, we didn't. Right. Movies have and will continue to be made. If every theater in the in the entire world closes tomorrow, they're still going to make movies. Like right. people, you know, mo- theaters are not the you know, in the, the dependent variable here. You know, w- w- like, I, and I don't. I'm not saying this to like, again, to brag or anything. Like, but but as someone who has been involved in movie making. Sure, if you go see it in the movie in a theater, great, I, that's cool. But I don't care. Go watch it on streaming. Why would I care yeah. if you watched it in a theater or not? Like now, I'm not saying the theater experience doesn't have value, especially for some types of movies. But the idea that like you must experience this art and media in this form and right, it's the you know, I don't know. It, I, 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 I mean, know I saying, so. I think there. Is, yeah, I agree. There's a lot of value just like seeing a live music yeah. show, right? Mm-hmm. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's you. you watching live music shows on tape it, it's always not good like i always make f- yeah. well I don't, not to say i make fun of but i don't maybe I sh- it's better to say i don't understand people mm-hmm. who sit in a concert and record the whole thing have you ever listened to the audio from someone that's recorded a concert yeah. on their phone and thought yeah that sounds good no it sounds like scribbled garbage <laughs> like i don't understand like do, are people just like recording it and then never listening to it? Because if they've done it once, they'll never do it again. Like it that's again. the thing I don't understand. Right. right. But anyway, they're putting on their socials. That's what they're doing. Yeah. I, yeah. I, okay. Good point. Good point. Uh, but um, so I, I, I guess where I'm trying to go with this, I mean, we've already kind of made the point, but it, it's um, <clears throat> them compelling us back into the theater is is like okay, 
movie theaters were on their last leg before COVID. If you want to see this problem corrected, start instituting change. Yeah. Yeah. On on your end, like it, you know, if the market's not making it happen, well, something needs to change. Like, you know, like yeah. it. it we're not maybe, the problem. Like the audience yeah. is not the prob- problem. Either maybe don't make six billion dollar movie cost that uh, cost six billion dollars yeah. that you need to make seven billion dollars to make a profit, or lower movie ticket prices, or make them more like right like yeah. Uh, it, it is a silly thing. We're like, oh, we're gonna just keep doing the exact same thing and and we're failing. Yeah. Come on, guys, help support us. That like, was um, why would we do that? <laughs> if you re- ever read Disney War, one of. Uh, several required readings for people who are of my um type um they they talk about how michael eisner when he took over disney his his strategy was baseball metaphor singles and doubles like you don't not every movie Mm -hmm. that you make needs to be a home run or a grand slam like make movies that are let a modest to reasonable budget that make a decent uh box office return and just make you know half a dozen of those a year Every once in a while, make your big giant blockbuster movie, you know, and, uh, and, right. and that's what turned the company around from bankruptcy, like from near bankruptcy, from yeah. be, almost being bought out. Like, yeah, if you look at the, if you look at the entertainment landscape, that stuff's all going to streaming. And that's a lot of the times the more interesting stuff, the, the mid the middle budget things. Right. Actually, those are good. The, the, the sports metaphor actually works pretty good because it's sort of like the reason San Diego lost the Chargers. It's yeah. like, hey, general public, p- pay billions of dollars of your money so we can build a stadium, so we can put our sports team in, and then continue making millions of dollars off of the investment you made. Right. Yeah. No, 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 no. You're the big billionaire capitalists yeah. you put down the down payment because you're the one that's going to be reaping the profit from yeah, this it's your like right. you want the why money, are we paying to, for you to make money this? and if you if you want the 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 city to support you more or to go see the game like then then maybe you should do something to make people want to do that like and yeah. i don't just mean the team has to be better and be better no, like, i just like right yeah. like there are ways to draw an audience and get people into it other than you know just begging for it <laughs> like oh, it's come a, on it's guys please weird come on i mean paradox yeah, of, I, I was you know i was talking I about think that's, this that's all i, I wanted to say about that a couple I, days ago and i i think multiplexes are dead for sure i think because the you know the the local theater they're talking about closing it because regal is bankrupt it's like, well, yeah, you can't if you can't afford to pay the lease on a building that huge on such a big property, then you need a smaller building. And yeah. so maybe we need to go back oh, right. to the yeah. time when movie theaters were four to six screens and right. you are playing only what you know is going to make a profit. And, you know, then the demand is higher for Hollywood to get their movies into those screens, you know. Or, yeah, no, you're you're exactly you're ex- you're on the right track in terms of restructuring the market for it because it yeah we have these huge multiplexes which has a huge overhead Mm -hmm. just to keep the lights on yep you have to employ people to maintain it all these things and 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 again 90 percent of the time those theaters are sitting empty but you still have to play the movie yep um which is sort of ridiculous in the first place i mean to some degree that's just how it's built to work right but um yeah like and also the fact that movie theaters don't make a profit off of ticket sales yet they still have to charge 
a would-be viewer twenty dollars to see the, the the pick. So, yeah, big giant studio guys maybe don't charge so much for a movie ticket so these theaters can stay in business or give them part of the cut so they can pay to keep yeah. the lights on. Or or do you know? Or just do something. Don't <laughs> yeah. don't do nothing and expect it to just like yeah, right. people to feel sorry for you and give you like I don't know, like uh, it yeah it, it it's silly and uh, also it reminds me too of I don't know if they're doing this for other Regal theaters but in AMC theaters a couple months ago there was talk of this or I can't remember if it actually is a policy but changing or upcharging ticket prices for different the seating in the theater did you guys yeah, hear about, I hear about no, that yeah and it was just horrible. like what the heck what are you kidding me it was I, again. I don't remember specifics, and I don't know if it's actually gone into practice yet. No, but it, it sounded awful, and it sounded stupid, and it just is like, yeah. what are you kidding me? Like you're trying to attract more people into the seats, into the seats. That yeah. is not how you do it. Like if 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 I go to Regal still because it's the closest. Yeah. If if they started doing that, I I don't know. That'd be like the last straw. I'd be like, peace. That's um not gonna do that or i would just buy a ticket in an empty theater and just sit wherever i wanted anyway or that which is what people are already doing because uh, because the idea of having reserve seating even even within them all the same price is that itself is too much for some people who to adapt to who are used to the ways before they're definitely not gonna you know and i mean it's like you go to a sporting event if the expensive seats are all empty for five rows like yeah, just you know, wander on down there. Yeah, and, you uh, can move up. No one's gonna wait, come it, by wait a couple anything. innings until yeah. it started. No one seems to care. Wait until now, yeah. like the fourth inning or so, and yeah, yeah slink your way on down there. Ain't gonna be no yeah. big deal, you know. Not to mention it, it, when currently they are not charging different prices for th- different seats. People still prefer sitting in the back. It, it's yeah. it's, it's so, a different thing. Yeah, there's also I'll, I actually am the opposite. I prefer sitting in the front. You know where I like. Yeah, to I sit. you know where we sit. Yeah, it's yeah, that yeah, it's yeah. that bar. Row. I mean, like I don't even mind like going in the actual front section, like the first couple rows. Yeah, no, I don't. Either, most actually. theaters now are designed that there's not really a awful seat like they used to be, where if you're yeah. so close, it was like not, there's really not designed that way anymore. But there's usually less people up front. It feels more. And you're like front and center. It's like if I'm going to the theater, like we were just talking about, I want it to kind of like, okay, get the full experience. Yeah. Um, right. Uh, uh, another tangential thing. When I was in Mexico a couple weeks ago, I went to the movies. Uh, like I said, I saw Eamon. Or did, did I comment on this? I think yeah. I talked about this. Uh, that they have yeah, did like briefly. Or... All the food. Did, did I talk about the food? No. The oh, wait. No, seat? no, no. So Mexico also is strangely like. I don't know if they're ahead of America in this regard, but their luxury theaters are like ridiculous. Like they have like, they have like the seats are like giant. They're like love seats sized and they could like, they'll bring you a blanket and a pillow and like their menu. I'm not joking. I was with my friend, so I was teasing him about it, and he was like teasing me because he's like, ah, you're just mad because America is not as gluttonous as another country or country. But they like, <laughs> They have a 24-page menu. They, like, have sushi. Oh and they have, God. like, all of these, like, things. Like, what the, What are you talking about? I'm at a movie theater. Who's ordering sushi at a movie theater while they're watching a movie? And, like, all these, like, a full bar of mixed drinks, which, you know, there's certain theaters that kind of have that kind of thing in the U.S. too. But it just, it was funny how, like, extravagant their luxury theater was in Mexico. Wow, that's, we, that sounds great. I, I, I have yeah. seen the theaters that have that 
the huge seats with like pillows and everything like yeah i think the trick is to get you to fall asleep so you have to come back (laughs) well like at that point it's like are you even caring about the movie like you're ordering all this food you're taking a nap you're like can i request they turn the volume down i'm trying to sleep and (laughs) what are people going to this for anymore no, it, it's yeah, it's quite it's quite silly, especially for me, who's someone who shows up twenty minutes late to a movie. So I intentionally <laughs> skip the trailers. I I will occasionally sneak in, you know, a, a, some kind of snack, yeah. although rarely, um, and just you know, reserve a random seat and then sit anywhere I like. Like it's it's about very that, much uh, the opposite experience. That pocket quesadilla. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Gotta get that pocket piece of the, uh, let's talk about were there other is anybody, where who, that, who has your chunks? chunks he needs to unload some chunks. no that was, was my chunk it was it, it, tar- the it started talking theater. about the awards the oscars and then uh, <laughs> that was a juicy <laughs> yeah. chunk that was yeah. quite juicy but you know what i didn't want to talk about any of my other chunks anyway so it's, it's good you, we can you move can, on okay you can i mean you can wrap and fire them what anything no what was that it's up to you said you could rapid fire them off if you want Oh no! It was it, no. I'll save it for next time. It's oh, okay. not even. Okay. I'll probably forget about it. Um, but yeah, let's talk about Shazam. Spoilers for Shazam one and two, and all of the DCU and and probably top, the MCU. And yeah, top probably the MCU. MCU. <laughs> yep. Um. All right, well, but let's, and let's, Scream uh, Six. No, I'm not. I'll, I'll try not to spoil Scream Six. Um, um, yeah. yeah. I don't want spoilers because I might see it. I probably will see it. Uh, but why don't we hear a summary of this movie? Is it Sean you're going to do the yeah, thing? Yeah, I'm doing it. Let me okay. just finish checking out the Steam sale that I want to <laughs> Sean, I was, I was listening to what Ryan was saying. <laughs> I, I was too occasionally. <laughs> Ooh, Dead Cells Castlevania. Might get that. Oh, yeah. Anyways. Um... Uh, yeah, Shazam! Fury of the Gods. I don't have we said it's called Fury of the Gods yet because that's what it's called. So Shazam! Fury of the sure. Gods. And boy, are these gods furious! Um, so we pick up a couple years after the events of Shazam. Um, the there's a museum that's attacked by Helen Mirren and Lucy Liu, and they're angry, and they steal a magic staff, and they kill all the people by whispering to them, and they. It's the staff from the first movie, the bad guy in the first movie, if you guys, if people remember, had like this magical staff that gave him powers. Um, and it's now in a museum. I don't, I don't know what the thought process behind that is, but anyways, it's in this public museum and they go and steal it and kill everyone. Um, but then we're back with Billy and his family. Um, they're all superheroes now after the events of the last film and they're living it up in philadelphia trying to do the right thing saving people they save um a whole bunch of people from this bridge that's collapsing and they're having a good old time but also they're also just kids and so they're kind of causing destruction as they're doing it and they're you know the media is not like treating them well and and Billy's trying to kind of keep the keep the team together, um, but everyone seems to kind of be drifting and losing interest. One of them's going to college. Uh, one of them is just not. I don't know. They're all just doing their own thing. They're not like super pumped about the as as pumped as he wants them to be about the Shazam team. Um, so uh, what what goes on from there? Uh, Freddie the his. You know, his best friend, kind of younger foster brother. He's still getting bullied at school. At school. Um, but he meets this girl, this new girl, who 
he likes, and it seems like she likes him. Um, and so he's like, oh, I could impress her by telling her that, you know, I, um, I know the Shazam people. I could come call them and impress her. So, but he, he obviously is the secret spoilers. He is the superhero. Um, so he does that. And when he reveals himself as a superhero, she actually turns out to be a, a god. She's the sister of the two gods from the beginning of the movie and they are out for revenge they've been trapped for years i think they've been trapped that's it they've been trapped and they need the staff and the power of the wizard to to free the gods free themselves from the imprisonment something like that (laughs) i'll just keep going i can't remember the exact details of the god dynamics but they're upset and they're angry and they want power um so there's a big kerfuffle freddy gets captured and he loses his powers um so billy and his family like okay let's we'll have a plan we'll hash out a plan we'll get him back we'll make a trade so they they kidnapped helen mirren um but in the process one of his other brothers loses his power uh pedro i think that Pedro loses powers too. And as they're looking into who all these gods are and what's going on, they find a secret realm in the already secret realm. They find a double secret realm um, that takes them to like a library that has a whole bunch of information and a magic pen that basically writes by itself and answers all their questions. Um, and they find out that these are uh, the god, the daughters of uh, Atlas. And that when they some when Atlas died when the Atlas died or something and they're upset about it and they want to be free and seek revenge on humans, um, and uh, so Freddy, who has been captured by them, he meets the wizard, um, our favorite wizard from the first one, and they try to escape. And right as they're trying to escape, Billy and the rest of the fam try to rescue him and break into the to the god's chambers and uh they they rescue him they steal a magical apple um and they get back to the real world and they get back to the real world and they find their foster parents are like what's going on and they tell them oh we're superheroes and as that's happening the gods get angry and they unleash uh um a dragon on the on philadelphia for revenge or something uh, <laughs> they, <laughs> uh so oh then they not just dragons they release a whole bunch of uh like greek monsters so there's like minotaur a minotaur and cyclops and harpies and other such things and then also a dragon um so philadelphia is under attack and they need to, the Shazam family needs to stop them, but they're also losing their powers because the magic wand is making them lose their powers. Um, so Billy goes to confront the the sisters. Lucy Liu kills Helen Mirren. Um, the younger sister who Freddy likes, she's like, no, we don't want to kill the humans. We just wanted to be free. And so Lucy Liu goes like rage mode. She's furious. And she doesn't. She just wants to kill them all. She just wants to conquer and kill them all. So Billy's like, "I gotta stop her. We gotta stop her." So he 
traps them in a bubble with Helen Mirren's powers, and he uses the staff to basically blow up the dragon and Lucy Liu with him inside it. While he's doing this, the rest of his family are riding unicorns and killing monsters on unicorns. He's, all monsters are afraid of unicorns. Um, but Billy saves the day. He kills Lucy Liu, and the, the city is saved, but Billy dies. He's dead. They, they bury him in Athens, I guess, or in Greece somewhere. But when they're, you know, on his, at his grave, very sad, Wonder Woman comes and um, revives him. And he's back alive. And um, they're, they're back in Philadelphia, and they're all superheroes again, and they're all happy. They're all going to be doing their what they want to do, but they're all still going to stay the same, stay a family. And Billy's not going to get kicked out of his foster home because his parents love him. And yeah, that's it. And then uh, the uh, the very the post credit scene or mid credit scene, the peacekeeper, the 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 guys from the peacekeepers, Amanda Waller's like a couple of her little dudes come and approach Billy, say, "Hey, you want to join the Justice Society? Remember them from Black Adam? No, they're back. I do in Shazam form, except they weren't." Yeah, anyways, it's a whole thing. And then the post credit scene is Mark Strong still in the jail cell from the end of the first Shazam. And the little caterpillar worm thing is like, aha, finally, my plan is coming, coming to fruition. Here we go. After I just do one more thing, you're just going to have to wait here for a little while longer. And he's like, no. That's the end. All right. And those gods were furious. Shazam. Shazam. Shaman. Shamama. Shamona. All right. Well, <laughs> thank you, Sean, for the good summary. What <laughs> What did we, how did we feel about the movie? Did we like it? Did we not like it? Let's find out. Uh, <laughs> Sean. Do they know me. things? Let's find out. <laughs> <laughs> tell me your thoughts and find them to me. Um. I what uh, it it so it was fine. It was a fun. It was a fun superhero romp. Uh, it didn't have the ch- it didn't have all the charm that the first one did. That I think we all generally enjoyed from the first one. I think it lost some of that. Not all of it. There's still uh, I think a decent amount in there. So I enjoyed when it was there, um, and. I had some fun. Uh, there's some fun sequences. I think that my biggest criticism is that it kind of felt a little generic superhero film by the end of it. Um, and I wish it leaned harder into this more distinctive stuff that set the first one apart, I felt. Um, specifically, kind of the more kid family stuff. I, I, I think my biggest, like, if I had one note, I would be less of them as superheroes and more of them as kids. It was, like, I saw too much... Um, Zachary Levi and not enough of whatever the kid's name is. Um, and I like the Freddy kid. He was in it enough. I like, you know, he was good. <clears throat> but just overall, that was my biggest kind of note is like, oh, I wish there was more of the kind of the more um, family or kid family 
know, grounded isn't the right word because it's a pretty bonkers world, but I don't know, whatever that is, that kind of charm was a little less in this one. But overall, I, I, I enjoyed it for what it was. That's my very bland take. Uh, Chewy, what did you think? <laughs> um, I liked it. I liked it a lot. Yeah? Yeah. I would say that it's probably not as good as the first one. It's probably dumber mm-hmm. than the first one. <laughs> um, it's probably about as dumb as Black Adam. But, uh, you know, I mean, it had a lot of similarities with that one. And I think that this is like what Black Adam should have been. It's It can be dumb if it's fun. Shauna had the exact same primary criticism after seeing it is that i i need way more of the kids characters um mm-hmm. because the the uh the adult superhero character versions of the characters are i didn't find them very interesting yeah. um yeah but i found this movie to be very charming and i thought it did for the most part strike the same tone as the first one um maybe visually it didn't have as much unique stuff going on uh, but I did think this had a lot of personality and uh, and uh, and also a lot of that weird darkness from the first one. The kind of like the movies that you the three of us grew up on, you know, the late 80s, early 90s. Like, oh, yeah. there's a lot of imaginative, magical, adventurous stuff, but also some scary stuff, too. And uh, mm-hmm. and the stakes, there's stakes, you know, it. you look at it as a kid's movie and you go, oh, that teacher just walked off the roof of a building. That, oh, <laughs> that's, uh, and there's yeah. stuff like that. I don't know. I, I I enjoyed it. I liked it a lot. Uh, Ryan, what did you think of it? Uh, well, it sounds like I probably liked it the least of you guys. Um, but I did I did enjoy it. Um, I thought it was fun uh, for the most part and, and stuff like that. And I think, Matt, you're right. The best way to frame this movie is just in through you know through the eyes of a child like a just a 14 year old going to see this movie you're going to have a good just a good old time uh definitely turn off your brain and just be yeah let yourself get swept away by the the charms the movie has to offer um i think that's about it in terms of like this kind of the the just like positivity part of it um so get ready for me to just rip this movie apart no just kidding um <clears throat> Uh, but yeah, I, I think that's a, it's good. I, I agree with both of you guys. Definitely needed more of the children characters. Um, I thought the Freddy character stole the show, um, which is actually yeah. oh yeah good and welcomed. I, yeah, I ended I, up liking I him quite uh, quite a bit more. In fact, I, to the point where I kind of stopped wanting to see Zachary Levi on camera. <laughs> he was giving yeah. me enormous anxiety, um, <laughs> uh, and. Uh, well, yeah, okay. I think that's that's good enough for my my little my summary. Um, we can get a little more into the the details of it. Um, well, yeah, uh, I mean, I people are people are soured on Zach Levi. Or a lot of people because he came out as an anti-vaxxer about a month ago, and this and everyone was like, "Why would you do that right. to your own movie? Like, just like just wait a little bit longer." Um, I hadn't heard that, but that is, yeah, why would, why would he do that um, right before the movie? Yeah, regardless of where you land on that conversation, yeah. it's like, don't, don't say that. Don't say it right before you have a giant Don't swear. Out. I mean, like, um, <laughs> uh, but uh, honestly, also, he just, uh, I'm not trying to be mean, because I'm not the most attractive looking person, but he's looking a bit old on, on camera, and 
especially when you put him next to those young whippersnappers. And yeah. it's like, should the Shazam power is supposed to turn you into the most ideal version of yourself? Well, probably your 18 year old version is, is closer to that than, yeah. than Zach Levi is. Um, <laughs> well, it, it, to the point where it's just like, there's so many scenes where it's like, why is why is it him? What? Why is it not right. the kid in this? Yeah, scene? It should be the yeah. kid. I mean, in that this is scene. a big lost thing from the first one, is because it has that Goonies energy, where it's like, as yeah. a if you're 14, then it's much easier for you to self-insert into a story like this. Yeah. which is why yeah. I'm a, I'm allowed, I'm for more forgiving on things. I mean, you said you said it's time to rip this movie apart. I'll I'll go first. Um, <laughs> so you're telling me that Wonder Woman could have solved this entire problem from the beginning? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, Yes. 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 But you know, that's the kind of thing where it's like I can laugh it off because it's this movie. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I, I think that's the right frame of mind is not to take this film like too seriously and 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 those kinds of things. Though, with that said, this we need to kill certain tropes in movies. Yeah, that's I. I'm, and, yes. and that I is know where you're going with that. The, the least of them that need to die from this film. Just some characters showing up at the end, Deus Ex Machina, when the the conflict she's there to solve is already a trope in it of itself that is mm. so overdone. No one believes the fake out death. Like it's yeah. don't do that. And then have her walk in with the smuggest expression on her <laughs> face that I just wanted to. S- uh, I mean, I actually, like I said, we've talked about it before. I I like Gal Gadot as as Wonder Woman for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> it, it, but every time she shows up, it it kind of grinds yeah. that stone a little thinner. Well, it just feels like she knows the whole time that like, yeah, I'm in a movie and I'm here. Like I yeah. know yeah. that the camera is revealing me right now. Like I I I, uh, I would initially don't act like it that much. <laughs> I, I was initially in the Gal Gadot camp. And as, was an advocate, but I still maintain the only good Wonder Woman performance that she has is Wonder Woman. I, I don't think. And oh. now I'm at the point where I'm like, oh god, get out, get out, get out of this movie. Um, but but that dream sequence, uh, yeah, I think if that was it, I would have been like, yes, excellent. It could even they well, they could even showed her face in that. It would have been fine. Like, well, they yeah, they didn't show her right. face. In they could have. And that was actual dream sequence. And so it's okay. Let's talk since. We knew it was going to come up. So just so what happens early in the film is that Billy's having a dream sequence, and in the dream he's dreaming about Wonder Woman, as might be appropriate for a newly became superhero in his adolescence, mm-hmm. and he's fantasizing. He's like dating with, yeah. on a date with her. Yeah, yeah, he's, right. So that's a kind of a cute idea for mm-hmm. for him to have a dream about this. But but in the dream sequence, they're not showing Wonder Woman's face. But the thing is, it's edited pretty poorly to the point where the audience is already like, yeah, we know it's not her because you're not showing us her face mm-hmm. after 20 different cuts. And there's only so many ways you can cut a shot where you're not showing someone's head and the audience isn't yeah. like, yeah, OK, we get it. Right. We get it. We get it. And so anyway, when the reveal, it's, it's the wizard's head on top of uh, on top of Wonder Woman's body, which is a good a good gag. It, yeah. it got me. It was good. But it's yeah, it, it, it was not well done. Um, and, but what they could have done is that maybe at, at, when she shows up again, it doesn't show her head or something, but then it is her. I don't know. Like I, I thought they were going to do something with well, that. Well, I mean, I knew that, that I think that is kind of, right. It's a setup payoff. Like the, that whole scene, you don't see her telegraphed 
it immediately like oh we're she's gonna show up at the end of this movie like yeah oh yeah well was, i mean yeah. I, so, I, again uh, i didn't necessarily think so because when superman shows up in the first movie his head's cut off true but i'm just saying they didn't do a setup uh, like a, like if they had done an earlier scene where we saw superman without his face i would have been more inclined to think at the end he actually was going to show up that's what i mean that's all i mean with mm. the way that it set this oh, up I here see. and paid off and i agree even if i think they would have they had to have her in terms of if they wanted to do this kind of little cameo setup payoff but i agree it didn't have to be so blatantly deus ex machina yeah negate the main conflict of the entire yeah. thing but like you said i'm not precious about it it's fine it's a silly movie and i agree right. overall it doesn't take itself seriously and like and that's that's good that's what black adam you know kind of black adam took itself way too seriously um for its own good uh and i guess the main reason we're comparing them is because they're the same thing. because they're also like both yeah why aren't they why why are yeah. they not so like they came out so close to each other why are they not completely tied together like yes. it i don't yes. that's a whole yeah. conversation well, that i think we got into last time and it's gonna make me angry yeah. <laughs> again the, well, the main reason the main reason we're comparing them is that they both end on the same note what's yeah. my name <laughs> yeah that and it's such a yeah. even before black adam it was uh, kind, kind of a, of a trope. trope so yeah that's another that yeah. needs to die um the, yeah. the other one that's on my list is high school bullies can this never yeah. be in a movie for the rest of a... Or do something more realistic yes. with it, please. Something more relatable yeah, than like, I mean, uh, a guy who just, like, literally so, no, punches I, people. It's so lame and just lazy, and no one believes it. I, I mean, we've, we've been a long time out of, out of high school, but never once did I witness bullying. I talked to my parents. They never witnessed bullying, but... Matt, you are a teacher. I do happen to know, you know, that bullying is heavily, um, you know, if there's any instance of bullying is heavily like jumped upon by authority figures. In this movie, we see a teacher witness the bullying and do nothing about it. He deserved to die. I'll leave it at that. Uh, Matt, <laughs> would you care to comment? Yeah. Uh, the the bane of our existence is cyberbullying. That's where it all happens now on the internet. Well, yeah. social, right. social media right. that's all where it happens but um okay. yeah i don't know all of us grew up in the same area we we all went to the same school district which is a pretty good school district that has probably more security than like the national average i would say so that's that's my take on that so um you know if, if we're talking just fights that break out um you know that it's, fights are different in my yeah opinion. but as yes. far as as far yeah. as like i don't know well nobody has lockers but get stuff like getting shoved into lockers or putting getting right. put into a trash can no i mean the the admin are out in the public areas during lunchtime it, it's all i mean students students bully online that's that's uh and and i think because they know that we we don't have control over that because no teacher wants to be right. like social friends with all their you know social media friends with yeah. all their students they know that they can get away with it um yeah but yeah that, that's my experience yeah. as a eh, i mean that's fine and it, just because it whether it does or does not happen in real life mm -hmm. right because i'm sure there are plenty of people who have been bullied in real life and that's i'm not trying to say it, yeah. it's fake or anything like that i just think in the context of this of movies it in this just is so lazy and such a trope and in particular this movie 
it is so out of place not out of place but unbelievable I, we have someone who can at the drop of a hat at the drop of a word turn into a superhero and pummel these guys into a bloody pulp we have previously established that this character has no qualms about turning into his superhero self in order to impress a girl to go off fighting crime willy-nilly ignoring other responsibilities he would absolutely take matters into his own hands and beat these kids to death <laughs> to death yeah uh, um, no yeah, you know i mean maybe not the death part but i agree <laughs> yeah it, it, it's it's an inconsistent kind of character thing and it it just becomes so obviously just like a uh a, a lazy um whatever crutch that that they could have been Good more pun. interesting, creative to develop what they needed to do, set up this character in other ways than what has been literally happening in film and pop culture and how it's portrayed since like TV existed in the 1940s. And like, that's just not how yeah. humans interact right. for the most part I, I, uh, anymore. I don't mind the bullying trope uh, because to me it's shorthand. And I think it works better. I think it works better on screen. I mean, if you tried to convey to an audience this high school character is being bullied, y you can't really do the cyberbullying thing. It's not going to be interesting. It's not a show, don't tell. Ryan, the other tropes that you mentioned, yeah, they can all die. But that one, I don't know. It doesn't. It doesn't bother me. I mean, I think the way th I'm not. I'm not against bullying. I just think that they can no, be no, more Sean creative is than pro literally bullying. a, a jock. <laughs> I'm pro bullying. I'm not saying that they can't have bullying in film. I'm just saying, does it have to be the like the jock who pushes someone into a locker? Like, right? Do they like, have to be wearing. It doesn't have to be leather cyber jackets. bullying. And lather jet, like exactly. Leather it's like jacket. what? Who are are they just watching the B movies of high school and thinking that's how I should? Because it doesn't make it like if you're an actual bull, it doesn't have to be cyber bullying, but just have them. Literally, just like calling him names, making fun of him, that is immediately more believable. You know, it, than, it, uh, yeah. it, the I think the best modern example of that is in the the newest Spider Man movies. Because uh, uh, yeah, Flash, Flash right? yeah, Flash is he's portrayed completely he's, differently than the original, but he's also very big on social media, and they he's a way more believable and accurate depiction as as silly as he is as a character oh yeah he's yeah. of actual like i get, I get know, kids like that all the time kids interacting constantly yeah yeah I, there's i always have a handful of those every year uh that's that's a very accurate portrayal so i guess yeah you're right it can be it can be done right so uh yeah okay yeah yeah anyways i mean it's a minor thing i'm, I'm yeah i mean overall i i made a big hoopla out of something that wasn't i suppose really that critical just quote i support bullying unquote sean davis <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that that could be my little that blurb your campaign your campaign slogan <laughs> ryan says yes to mayonnaise sean i support bullying or whatever <laughs> yeah. um well you just said it again any, so what are, uh, I, I uh, yeah well you got plenty to choose from now <laughs> uh, i wasn't fast enough i didn't flip the phone fast enough say it again <laughs> Um, what were other you had? Did you have other you know tropes to um, levy, Rain? <laughs> oh, nice. Zachary Levy. Levy. Yeah, levy. That was good. It's like when um, you said crutch earlier. I heard that, Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I caught. I said it. It's on the I, track. I heard it. Yeah. I, I heard track, it. Yeah. I don't think yeah. John caught it. Um, no, I think that's 
I mean, well, other than... I had one that I thought you were going to mention. Oh, yeah, go ahead. If you... So my mention is just like, I am so over gods. I don't, if if oh. I never hear the word God in a superhero, who, superhero movie again, I will be very happy. I'll die happy because I don't care. Like how many different versions of Greek and Norse and Roman and whatever, like, I'm not saying everything that has has gods in it I dislike, but it just has become so bland and nothing, and I don't care anymore. <laughs> what is, yeah. Thanks, Thor. Yeah, and I think it is. It, it is. It yeah. has become meaningless. The word itself, yeah. when you have these other characters who's who have comparable powers yet are not identified as gods, and I mean, I was actually talking to my mom about this, and she was like, "I don't understand why they're gods. They're like, if they're all powerful, how come they're getting?" defeated yes. and stuff and it's like well because they're not gods in the in the way we on like we consider like you know a christian god or a you know a religious religious god in that they're creator figures and all powerful they're just strong dudes <laughs> <laughs> i mean i guess but I, I i mean this is something we talked about with a lot with thor 4 uh, as well but it but it is like what do they I mean, again, not just these films, but if you're a comic book writer today, like, you know, maybe if you were the, you know, Stan Lee or whoever from 100 years ago and the idea of putting a god in a comic, right? That's crazy, right? A god, a Greek god? Like, but now what is that? Why are you putting a Greek god? What does that mean? He just like, he worked out more and they're strong? Or like they're aliens. I don't know. It means Matt. I was just gonna say that because there's an episode of Star Trek: The Original Series where they meet a figure from the Greek pantheon, right? Right. And, yeah, the Apollo, and, right? Yeah. And they're like, "Oh, he's a god," but it's like, "No, he was just an alien who had powers that mm-hmm. Earthlings couldn't understand, and or, or whatever." Yeah. And and then just identified as a god and said, "Okay, you're more powerful than me. You must." You know. Right. I mean, yeah, in the, in the MCU, same thing. You know, Thor and all the right. Asgardians are on Earth for a while hanging out. Of course, humans are going to think they're gods. Um, there's a scene in, in the original Avengers movie. Someone says, you can't take on Loki. He's a literal god. And, and Captain America says, there's only one god, and he doesn't dress like that. <laughs> and uh, that line shook me to my core. <laughs> Um, well, I mean, it, it directly relates to what you guys are talking about. It's like, yeah, when you just start throwing gods on the screen, the word god loses its meaning. And then here's yeah. this character reminding me, like taking me out of the movie going, uh, 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 I don't want to, I don't oh, want to talk about, I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> yeah. I is. wonder, I wonder how Captain America would feel once if he knew about Arisham. Yeah. In the I know. I know. He. It's a good thing he retired when he did. He. He. His. Uh, his old man brain would break. Yeah, he would just melt. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean that. It is. Again, it's not so much even just this film. I just. I the film. I think. I think just like leans so heavily into this god lore and this the powers of the gods and it was just con- like. I don't like the subtitle of this movie. It also kind of what I was talking about earlier. It just feels so generic that, and that's the kind of stuff yeah. that didn't work as well for me. Like I even liked Helen Mirren a fair oh, amount. I thought she was great. Um, in the movie. Yeah, yeah, I, I liked her a lot. Actually, the line where they're at the 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 restaurant, the little Billy cheesesteak yes. place outside, and Z- uh, Billy's like, it's like the uh, Fast and the Furious. And she's in those movies. Oh, yep. I wish they made a reference. I know to that. that you guys are on an, on a tearing this apart streak, but 
I, I, I thought Helen Mirren had some of the absolute best parts of this movie. And my favorite, yeah, my she was favorite really scene like was it. when she's reading the letter that they're all like trying to dictate <laughs> oh, to the magic yeah. pen. Nope. Yeah, oh, yeah. That was incredible. Good. Perfect, yeah, was perfect line delivery. Just perfect concept yeah. and execution. There's a lot of nice little moments like that in this movie. No, there, there are actually on that note. One of the, one of the best notes in the movie was the bridge scene. They're kind of jumping around and there's some hijinks and, mm-hmm. but the, 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 they of course did that is a classic kind of a movie joke where they, they do the jump cut. They said, right, there's this one last thing we have left to do is keep the bridge together. Jump cut to the bridge being is completely destroyed. Yes, on the news. And that got me. <laughs> yeah, it was great. It is on the news. And it's like, that got me. It was funny. It set the movie off yeah. on the right tone. That this, It was funny and it had just the right delivery. And I was like, oh, okay, good, good. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't even necessarily think we're being too harsh. I don't think. I would think we're just, for some reason, just like, something sets us off and we're yeah then we start criticizing culture at large i like the tone of this movie <laughs> yeah, and I, I like the bullies gods <laughs> deus ex machina there these are just like problems with society i, I like the personality of this movie <laughs> jokes like those things it's yeah, like yeah this is personality and i am I'm, I'm, I'm about that <laughs> well a lot of that too like you said was freddie i re- i agree that he really yeah. was like my favorite I don't know if my favorite part, but my favorite character anyway, like that, that kid really, that's what I wanted from all. I wanted that yeah. from all of the, the superheroes and, and when they're in their adult form, like it's kind of funny in the first one when Zachary Levi is doing all this kid stuff, but now it, it just feels more awkward in this mm-hmm. one. It's like, I don't know if it works as well. And the rest of them don't have enough to do. Um, also, I think we talked about this on a free, isn't it? Still weird that the one girl doesn't change. I know. Like, I, I keep thinking about that. Why? Why are you? Not, no one brought that. Why is no one talking about that? Why are you the same? I know that's an easy thing for like even a joke to bring up. Like, yeah. Like oh, I guess. Oh, I, I mean, guess you're you're perfect self already. Well, I mean, that's the one I who's trying to go to college, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. that's what I was saying about Zach Levy being too old for the role. I mean, you're, yeah. you know, late teens, early twenties. That's when your body is in top physical uh uh state so yeah like 22 i think is when like the average that's when most people peak physically um so that would make sense i mean she's she's older than billy right because he just he's about to turn 18 Mm -hmm. she's i think already graduated high school so she would be she should be in college that's why she's upset about not being in college so yeah i mean yeah that makes sense to me it is weird um it's just i mean maybe it's not that crazy it's just just funny when yeah like all of them turn except her and she's just her in a suit and like i don't know also when billy turned like in two years is billy gonna stop turning into zachary levi oh yeah well well, i mean i think that i think between this and black adam i don't think they're gonna make any more of these so i don't think it's gonna matter um but i mean are you asking like if they if they keep because because uh james gunn has said he wants to keep using this character but like yeah. if they keep if That's they do I mean. that, so yeah, like, is it, it, will it still be exactly? I don't think so. I don't know. I think I, well, my theory that they're doing that is I feel like that they felt like they needed to bank harder into Zach because he's a recognizable face and people want to see him, so they put more of him in the film. I don't know. I'm speculating here, but that kind of felt like why he was in it so much. It's like they felt like they needed to put him in it more than a kid that no one really knows that much. 
So I would feel, I think, I'm afraid that if they do make more with him, it is going to be more of Zachary yeah. Levi. And again, I'm not, I don't hate Zachary Levi or anything. It's yeah, just like, they're I, gonna have to de-age he's him. not the best part of that character. They're going <laughs> to de-age a character who is already a kid, but transforms into adult. To, yeah, like, but like, he has to transform into weird. a slightly younger adult is the thing. That's what they're going to have to do. <laughs> and the kid who is by now an actual adult, like as the actor, is still too young to I play mean, yeah, like... Zach Levy normally has graying hair he's 42 years old and let's see how he's, old he's that actually... kid is uh 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 Billy ba- uh, oh Asher Angel he's 20 so yeah by the by the movie's yeah. logic it, he should look like the kid and and not <laughs> Zach Levy <laughs> so no. let's talk about that for a little bit because that was what really took me out of the movie or not took me out of the movie, just reduced my enjoyment that they, you know, there were maybe the, one of the big criticisms of the first one was the disparity between Billy and Shazam mm-hmm. man. Yeah. Shazam. Right. They, Sh- Shamazan. <laughs> um, and, and they really doubled down on that. And I have to give them credit for let's widen the gap between <laughs> yes. this. Even further. I remember this conversation in our first yeah, but I, yeah, I, I, I think the gap is widened because Zach Levy has become well, an elderly man. Well, but also because <laughs> they told him to like, hey, you, you know how you were at like a nine in Shazam one? We need you to dial it up to like an 11, 12. Yeah. Um, and Billy. Even though your normal character is like a six, maybe at most, like the normal right. kid version of no, you I was is Billy. Fine, normal kid. In Billy in this one, he's like at a two, a three. <laughs> yeah. He's so dour and sad the whole time, and it's like, dude, how come? You transform and you are you like doing cocaine at the same time? Yeah. <laughs> because you're so, he's so frantic and is conveying so much energy. It like literally gave me anxiety watching him on camera. This like I was like, dude, I, you're going so far so fast. I I don't know what is happening, and I'm scared, and <laughs> I need you to stop. Uh, but I don't know if anyone else had that same thing. No, I, I it, and I don't know how much of it was was Zachary kind of saying like they just said, okay, kind of do your thing, or they said no, we need more energy from you. I really want to know what the direction was. Yeah, and how much of that like, you know because he went way for me again, just way too much. My my instinct is to say that they just told like they both it was directing and acting choices together, and they're just like you know one one easy. And not just in film, but anything, right? Go big, right? Just even if it's not great, what can you do? Just always go big, right? And so I think that's part of it. It's just like, yeah, we know it doesn't quite make sense for this character and it doesn't gel with everything, but audiences and just in general, you get a reaction and it's it's always, you know, smarter is not the right word, but just well, to go uh, exaggerate it, right? Just like, well, it, to me, it felt like almost like a like a Deadpool thing or something where they're like, Oh, sure. you, you got to ham it up like Deadpool. Like be, be Ryan Reynolds convey the, can, you know, yeah. conduct that energy. I, I don't know for sure. I don't want to, you know. Yeah, no, I totally get what you're saying. And I agree. It, it does feel like they took, like distilled the Joss Whedon-ness into like a, a potion. And then he just drank five of those potions right before every scene. Well, I'm, uh, I'm reading about Zach Levy right now on his Wikipedia. And it says in his early life section, he was a, uh, Musical theater kid. He was in regional productions oh, too, so that makes sense. That, that makes all, all that explains yeah. nearly all of it. Well, yeah, it, it, I think it also kind of 
that, I mean, that thing, that problem I have with the movie, it kind of stands on its own, I suppose. But I think it kind of speaks to a like a larger issue where there's there like the conflict between you know him just the conflict he has within himself trying to become this hero and doesn't know how to to do it, which I thought was interesting. Um, the Freddy's character, him kind of becoming his own hero mm-hmm. as part of and independent of the Shazam family. And then the rest of them. Okay. And what I mean by the rest of them is that they barely existed and yeah. I don't know what they were doing. I wish there was more of all the rest of Agreed. them. I just in general wish there's more of all the rest I very much agree. So if so let's just say the the primary source of kind of the duality is is the Adam Brody slash whatever the kid's name, basically the Freddy Freddy. character. Yeah. Freddy is, he's really coming into his own. He loves doing this superhero thing. He loves going off Mm -hmm. and, and, but maybe show us more of what he, it never really shows us uh, like him fighting crime or what he's doing exactly. And I think that's an opportunity to show, remember the first one, how much, how much fun he was, he was having with Freddy getting into the whole first half of the movie is just exactly. that fun hangout vibe of it's them the just like discovering vibe. the yeah. and, and it could have been that you know Shazam is now or you know Billy is now too Superman-y in that he's so goal oriented and focused and super serious and he's kind of forgotten how to f- have fun and that's how he's that is actually his strength mm-hmm. he's still a kid and should still have fun whereas Freddy is embracing that um, and, and I anyway the, I, I'm kind of off on a tangent here but it really made this huge divide in the movie for me and i didn't i didn't really like the shazam character because again he was giving me anxiety um whereas freddie was like oh he's cool he's having fun he's you know doing the thing i thought there was more opportunity to explore something there also i i did also really like the the freddie and wizard dynamic like that was another yes. highlight they're just like them playing off of each other digimon hansu and stuff like those scenes were all highlights as well. But yeah, agreed. Um, remember that scene where the wizard has to pull a splinter out of his finger? That was unnecessary. I don't even know but... why that happened. Did he? <laughs> why did I that happen? Did he... but... yeah, why did, did that he put happen? A splinter I can't in his finger that... before getting imprisoned, and if so, did no, no, he know he, he was he... getting per- imprisoned? No, so this this is actually speaking to another issue I had with the film is that there was a lot of stuff happening that I didn't know it was happening. This one I did catch. Yeah. When he has the, he reaches out for the staff as the gods, as Helen Mirren is ripping it from his grasp, mm-hmm. and as he does it, he rakes his nails on the staff and 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 oh, like imagine raking your nails on some yeah. loose wood. Oh, I do it, I do it yeah, all the time. Yeah, yeah it's great. <laughs> and he, anyway, he got, so he got a splinter. I work in a wood shop. <laughs> it happens. That's true. You do. Well, it's not, the way you phrased it, it sounded like you do it like for fun or yeah. something. Yeah. Oh no, it's not fun at all. <laughs> I mean, the job is, but not that part of it. Yeah. Well, anyway, that that was. I mean, actually, I kind of enjoyed it because it was like, why is this happening? <laughs> it, it was just, why are you making the audience uncomfortable? With yeah, this I mean, scene? in general, I like that. That was one of the highlights of the first one too, and to an extent, this one. Those kind of just like weird, just like it, it's not that it's grotesque, right? That scene was a little bit, but just kind of like like you said chewy late 80s 90s that yeah. pg-13 vibe of just like oh it's dark and weird and it's not like hardcore awfulness or anything but it's just like oh what this is so weird and kind of strange and unique and any of those sequences yeah. i think 
I, I, when they lean to that, like, I, I even like the production design of like their secret chamber with the, what's it called? The rock. Oh of the yeah. I, I, yeah. I love I that they, uh, they did decorated it. Like little kids would decorate it. I, I, I loved, I loved yeah. that. It was great. I really like the sequences in there a lot. And, and the pen thing was, was like really good balance between like, kind of like, I, like, like I said earlier, that kind of Joss Whedon-y style humor, but unique enough that it didn't feel derivative, and it was just like all of that stuff was working for me. Yeah. It was very, um, it was very Harry yeah. Potter for me, but but yeah, in, yeah, but yeah. in a good way. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, I mean, obviously, the look, there was the stacks of books, and you know, the kind of yeah, magical, weird floating the animated stuff pen all in and, the background. Yeah. See, yeah. when you guys, one of you guys said that it, it's a little too generic superhero movie, I disagree because I think it, I think it works on the children's fantasy. Uh, spectrum as well and I think it's a really nice even blend between what we'd expect out of a superhero movie but also Harry Potter-ish children's young adult fantasy I like that a lot yeah I, 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 when I, I yeah I guess to to kind of maybe specify and go in a little bit more detail I think a lot of it is the third act where I mean that and that by which I mean yeah. just giant crazy big punchy battle with the blue light flying into the sky um the 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 family trying to you know fighting greek monsters was kind of a cool idea but even that i wasn't like super into because i felt like so many other things i've seen before i I just feel like i don't know we percy jackson came out 10 years ago and even that then it wasn't like no one really cared so the the um uh there was another oh the it was a much better version than black adam yeah. though oh, yeah. like i was thinking it like black adam was an awful silly stupid version oh, of like yeah. all the people coming around the corner yes. as they're fighting generic zombies that was not awful. We... this is better than that don't get me wrong i'm not saying it's that bad it just felt a bit like j- random like monster things that you know, we always have a scene of the mom and dad. Oh my gosh, what? The, look at this crazy situation we're in. Um, yeah, yeah. Like I, I said, I get what you're com- saying, and completely not work. But I thought just, about those things kind of when I was watching it. I was like, oh man, this is so familiar, and I've seen this. But I also stopped myself yeah, and went, yeah, if yeah. I hadn't just come off of Black Adam, would I still be like? Would that feeling it be as strong? And I thought, no, probably not. So I'm gonna just put that on my mind, and I'm just gonna enjoy it for what it is and uh so yeah thanks black adam he ruined everything <laughs> well a, cu- a couple of notes on that scene it, it didn't re- like i wanted it to work because this the idea yeah. of all these monsters running around and they were cool monsters they're all like the greek yeah you know yeah you know crypt crypto what, morphs, yeah. whatever you call them yeah. cryptids yeah um cryptomorphs it, so that was cool and it, the girl's like, "Oh, what are these? What are these monsters scared of? Oh, they're they're scared of unicorns. Okay, unicorns like dark places. So they then exit the van, which is a good means of travel to get around the city. But they exit the van, regardless. Then proceed to wander the city until they happen to find unicorns. <laughs> yeah, I saw. I had that exact thought. I'm like, wait." Why did they think there's a unicorn like right here? It... How did they know? Yeah. So th- that would have been fixed with one line. Seen the movie? They all these monsters are spawning f- from egg sacs all around the city. At no point did they know unicorns would be spawning from egg sacs. Yeah, that that's never established. <laughs> no, I I agree. I, so the girl it... that starts wandering the city looking <laughs> for a- for unicorns that happen to be in dark places, which is. 
I assume Everywhere. there's a time element to this solution. Yes. So they, again, they leave a, a motorized vehicle to pre, to begin this search, and they find the unicorns. So they find the unicorns. Okay, fine. Why did it matter that the monsters were scared of something that yeah, just immediately murdered them? Their fear <laughs> is irrelevant. Yeah, I I wish that see, that uh, the little join joining tissue of that scene was better because one you didn't need the girl to know ahead of time it would have been maybe cooler if they come across a unicorn just as a monster that's already there with the rest of the monsters and they had set it up early you still have the same setup earlier when she's creating a little diorama with the unicorns right but now it's not something where she knows ahead of time and just knows to wander into a random thing and knows to like and they're not afraid of unicorns it's just like oh here's a unicorn that is part of all these monsters, but she knows unicorns and loves them so much that she is able to interact with it. And she's like, the rest of it can play out pretty similarly, but yeah. it was just a really weird and bad kind of like setup or not setup, but kind of payoff for some of that stuff. Yeah. Uh, I mean, again, it's not, it's not a big deal, but there's just enough of these little things that kept kind of irking yeah. me. And, and this, I mean, if you guys, I kind of want to talk about the conflict in the movie because that was probably my overall my biggest issue. So that was, uh, if you remember my summary, and I kept not being remembered mm-hmm. exactly what the so, and this is kind of what I was talking about earlier with just like I'm so over gods. It, it's not just specifically that gods, but it's a lot of just like all the baggage and this idea that like humans and gods and gods conquered humans and humans in prison and they were at odds and war with the god like. What is this? None of the, so so. What they killed Atlas and then they imprisoned the gods. Was I right? Is that what happened? Is that what is supposed to be happening? Uh, I don't know, but I didn't really care. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this, this is a problem I have with the movie is that it it was confusing and the agenda kind of kept changing. And the story was con- somehow confusing, and so the point I was just like, okay, well, they're against each other. I guess that's good enough. It made sense when I was watching yeah, it, and, and they were talking yeah. about how the world, the god world, was either broken or it was sealed off, and they're like, "We need to rebuild the god world." And then they're then Lucy Liu was like, "We're gonna do it on this world instead," and she's like, "No, we just, we just want to fix our original one." I, I was kind of hazy about why it was broken or needed to be rebuilt in the first place, but eh, it, that's enough for me. I don't, I don't care. Like, I, and, I really and don't. Why or why or wherefore that apple originated that was the biggest problem yeah. i had i'm like oh now there's an that apple felt like involved? that came out and i was like oh there's an apple now. there's an apple what? now what there's an apple <laughs> so now some apple that magically restores their world uh, apple and it happened to be located in the shazam base and somehow they knew it was located in the shazam base yeah why didn't yeah why didn't they just give them the apple then uh... Yeah, I mean, I guess they did, but by then Lucy Liu was too she furious. Was too furious. She had too so much fury. Well, Sean, she, she was a god, and she had fury. Yes. So, uh, the title of the movie. Helen Mirren and uh, Jasmine were too, but they're reasonable. That was Jasmine, right? No, it was the girl from West Side Story. Oh yeah, Jasmine. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The, from the. No, I, I instantly recognized her because I thought she was really good in yes, West Side Story. So I was like, oh, good, she's yes. getting acting roles. That's great. She's. I think she was good. I thought. I. I really liked her in the movie. Actually, Same. I thought she was pretty good. Yeah, um. Good. But yeah. So the whole conflict. Also, also their powers. What were their gods' powers? Yes. So on that note, Sean, you mentioned that in the intro to the movie, 
they whisper into the the humans' ears, and yeah, that was Lucy Liu's powers or hell? Yeah, so powers. Lucy Liu is the god of chaos or something. Yeah, she's is that Kronos? No, that's, I don't. That's not Kronos. Kronos is the god of time. Well, he's time. a titan of time. Titan. He's yeah. a titan, but who's yeah. chaos? Oh, I don't I, know if there is a Greek. No, there like, it is because it's in chaos. Hades, in the game Hades. Um, it's the one that's in. He's all black and he's he's like all gloomy and well everyone's gloomy in that game but um anyway i'll look it up in a second um he's like a void anyway um eris when i looked in google nix nix no is it nix no no, no. nix is night i think yeah nix is night anyway sorry keep going um I forgot what I was talking about. Uh, when they <laughs> when they about? whisper in the ear and they say, "Can I tell oh, you?" Oh, the powers. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. She, she whispers in his ear, their ears. And Sean, you said that's how they kill them. Incorrect. How they kill them is by turning them oh, yeah, into yeah. stone. So why does Lucy Liu whisper in their ears in the first place? That's a good question because they end up turning them all to stone anyway. I. So when she whispered into their ears, they went crazy though. Like she could tell them to do something they would do it, right? That's what I thought. Like a low. Yeah, yeah, yeah she, right. She they could like mind control. Mind control. Them. Yeah, that's how they mind control the teacher to walk off. So the then, building. how did they turn them into? Uh, Helen Mirren can turn sure. them to stone. Why not? Yeah, she cast another spell and turn them into stone. Okay, and then so her power is turn them to stone. Lucy Liu whispers, and uh, West Side Story girl can like. She has the power of Axis, which like. It's basically Doctor Strange. Yeah, she's like Doctor Geography, <laughs> Geometry. Geometry. Um, okay. That's a cool Also, I think the Greek geometry. god of the Greek god of chaos. I think is just called chaos. That's where we get the word chaos. Oh, from. oh okay. Overthinking right. that one. <laughs> that that probably explains why I couldn't think of his name. Yeah. Uh, uh, okay. Well, so okay, whatever. That's not even that big a deal. But I just wanted to mention that because it was stupid. Um, yeah. So yeah. So they say originally. They show up, they they use Axis to isolate Adam Brody on the rooftop mm-hmm. so they can steal his power, I guess. Okay. Yeah. They do this with the staff. They shoot the staff at him, suck in his power. Now he can't, he can't Shazam. They have his power. They then flee the scene as the other Shazamers, Shazamers show up. Yeah. They then isolate the city in a bubble mm-hmm. so they can't get out. They then take the captured Adam Brody slash Freddy back to their base. They then go sit sit on their throne room, then have their servants bring Adam Brody to their throne room to then interrogate him. What do they interrogate him on? Uh, I don't know. Where and who are the rest of the Shazams? You (laughs) villains, you were literally in the presence of the other Shazammers. Yet yeah, you wrong. fled to then interrogate one of the Shazamers about who the other... <laughs> I think they're called Presumably the, uh, because... the Shazamily. That's fine. That's, what, I'll that's what Wikipedia calls them. I, I don't... Shazamites. Says, no, in Wikipedia, Shazamites. Wikipedia synopsis refers to them as the Shazamily. Um, but that's they fine. never say that's, that I in I the like movie, I don't okay, think. Sure. Uh, no, I don't think, no, so. I don't think, uh, so. I think it's a comic term. But it's a cute name. I like it. I'm okay with it. Yeah, I like Sorry. it. Okay, so, uh, yeah. So then, so presu- and presumably they want to know this so they can suck out their energy as well because as Her- Helen Mirren character explains, they humans stole the power of their father Atlas, and and it was con- some it was like in the staff or something, and they're going to use the staff yeah, to get so- it back. So well, okay. because when he broke the staff, he set them free. 
because that's the right. past staff was containing the, the, the power to keep them imprisoned or something. Something like that. Yeah, that's right. Power to keep the gods in prison. So now that they're out, they're out. They're now back to. They want to. The power of their god, the Atlas, is con, apparently contained within the Shazamers, the Shazamly. Yeah, so they're trying to get all that power back so they could. Why? What do they want to do? I think restore their realm. Restore their realm with that power. Which, okay, okay. I, su- I, I suppose that's fine. But then at some point, they stop caring about that. And now they want to do this Apple thing. Yeah, well, I still don't remember. <laughs> what is the Apple yeah, This is where I'm really losing the thread It's the here. seed. They mentioned seed. There's a, is the Apple is a seed of something. Wasn't there also a tree? Yeah. So they plant the apple and it grows a tree. But keep in mind, they, they plant this tree inside of this bubble, oh. which only affects like three blocks in the city of Philadelphia. So their plan to take over the earth is they're, they're really limiting themselves. I'm not sure I understand. Well, let, let, me, let me clarify that. Wikipedia, according to David F. Sandberg, the director, the plot point of Fawcett City, Philadelphia being trapped under a dome was inspired by the Simpsons movie. <laughs> so, well, then he gets a pass. Thank you. Thank and you. No further questions. Yeah, all right, good. Uh, again, Makes sense. I'm no, going to file Peter's this up. entire conversation under David F. Pumpkins is a good questions guy. Questions we should not be asking. All right. <laughs> is that his name? Uh, yeah. Da- um, David F. Sandberg. Um. <laughs> uh, also, talk about that bubble. So at the end, when the bubble shrinks, it's... Sh- it shows the uh, someone walking through the through bubble. It. I don't wait. You just completely undermined the entire. I think like I, I think I like, wait, if Helen Mirren was in charge of the bubble, she can determine <laughs> which, which she was. She can determine what gets to pass through it and what gets to stick. And when she decided to shrink it, she said, "Okay, Dragon and Shazam have to be in the bubble. Everything else, it's fine. They're gods. Who cares? I don't care. I don't care." Why didn't she just shrink it so that? It was smaller, first of all. Why not just make a bubble that's just around Lucy Liu Dragon? Oh. And then I kept also, thinking of the entire climax. I'm like, shrink it smaller. Why didn't you? Why not just make it? And when, as big as the, when they the first herd. erect the bubble, both, I mean, all the Shazam, Mali escape because they have little portal things. So I'm not, I'm not, I'm not sure. And they they also are able to enter the bad guys' realms. So obviously wasn't keeping them in. Right. So I'm not sure why they maintained the bubble. Look, the bubble didn't make any Shazamers sense. Could... But it's okay because yeah, they I... got it from the Simpsons movie and it's fine. I was <laughs> unclear about what Shazam was going to do when it was just him and the dragon in the bubble. I'm like, okay, he's got to detonate the rod, the staff, like it's a bomb. Yeah. But there's no way that he could have done that from the outside. I don't know. I mean, whatever. It, the whole point was very confusing. Yeah. I, I'm, I still don't know what happened because... He... Well, also, it was kind of redundant. Like, I, as far as big superhero climax fights, like I said, I already was not, like, in love with everything. But then there's a sequence where he's he's flying with the staff in front of him, um, like, dividing yeah. up the dragon's breath beam. And that happens, and he runs to the dragon, and then they fly around again. And then he does the exact same thing. And I, in my mind, I'm just like, you could have cut out five minutes of this fight this, I, I, the so exact I, same thing is happening right it, 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 it was very yeah. very confusing the only thing i could figure is that he's he's like trying to charge up the staff right that's what he's trying to do by holding it up to the dragon breath is that it's absorbing the energy yeah 
to the point where he could then use it to detonate. But they've already established that Shazam's lightning that he's shooting out cannot penetrate the bubble. So then when he when he calls Shazam, because he knows it calls forth lightning from the sky, that yeah. lightning will then not penetrate the bubble. So I'm not sure what his plan was. Yeah, I don't know. I have no was idea what to happened. Turn to turn to a kid? Like... Well, so he turns it to a kid. Because so that's what happens every kid. time you say so Shazam. So we can see the dead kid. Yeah. So we see a dead kid, which everyone <laughs> can enjoy that. Um, but then he's buried and resurrects as. A yeah, well, that's kid. that. That was the biggest part. I already we already mentioned this, but like, why is he resurrected as an adult man? I didn't like that. Yeah, it was confusing. Especially, I think it really takes away some of the emotional heft yeah. that that scene should have had. Billy is the character. Shazam it's is not, a clown. Shazam yeah, is a clown. Yeah, it's not Zachary Levi. And that's yeah. the thing. He, he, yeah, Shazam is a clown in this movie. He 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 kind of has a good superhero moment at the end, but otherwise he's this comic. Yeah. Huh. Also, they did did we get resolution when they're making fun of him for like? I don't. What you're not really wise like Solomon, and he couldn't. He didn't even know how to pronounce Solomon. Yeah. Did, was there a closure to that? It doesn't need a closure, but it was just like, oh, he's going to show that he actually is smart in the end. And I never quite They, got... they don't. Yeah. And, and especially since, like, if, if yeah, there, like, at some point he says something like, oh, his acting is a battery, as if that's like, oh, that's an, an inkling into mm-hmm. his thought process as, as to how he's going to solve the crisis. Yeah. And, and and I don't know what happened, so I don't know if he did. Which again is it's that's not really even that big a deal. But what is a big deal is they're contained in this stadium, miles away from any observer. Yet the spectators are constantly getting reaction shots. <laughs> when the dragon too. and him are contained within a stadium, miles away. So this reminded me, I thought. I had this exact thought, which was great about the first one, is that it's really poking fun at things, but there's a scene in the first one, in the climax, when they're both yeah. flying in the city, and Mark Strong is, like, monologuing and stuff, and then it cuts to Billy, and he's like, what are you saying, dude? Yeah. I cannot God, that was you. such a great gag. Uh, it, was it was a, a great gag. gag, and it was, like, real and stuff, and I kept thinking in this, like, they're not doing anything like that in this right. th- in this climax. I wanted that kind of, like, like obvious grounded humor where it's it's unique and it's it's a little bit subversive and it's funny but they're just playing into all the that's you know again like i'm saying generic tropes from superhero films without twisting it in any way i wanted them to be a little bit of a that kind of those moments i wanted more of those types of moments right it it, in those elements in those in those respects it took itself too seriously yeah and and i really lost some opportunity to yeah be the fun little bit of offbeat superhero movie that yeah. we sometimes need not exact not full parody of course but um yeah. you know f- fairly well well near it um and another moment of of maybe an example of the movie taking itself just ever so slightly too serious is that we get like two kind of goodbye moments in the climax right they're on the rooftop of the parking lot and they have a big goodbye moment where he has to yeah. say goodbye to his mom and take off and go into the night and fight the bad mm-hmm. guy. Then when Helen Mirren shrinks the bubble, like mid mid climax. Yeah. And then he kind of just meanders over to the edge of the bubble to go talk to his family again, while the dragon is you know spewing forth. Like yeah. why did you, 
like not only just for in terms of pacing of the movie, you just disrupted the the, the momentum of that yeah. that scene yeah. to for it to have another goodbye moment. You we've already done that. Like you don't you don't get to have another goodbye moment. Go die now. You've go, already yeah. said bye. Yeah. yeah. So it, go it, sacrifice it, yourself. Yeah, exactly. I, I don't know. I just I really just it really hurt the pacing, if nothing else. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, and all of these moments, I don't think make the movie bad by any means. No. I, I don't think any of us are saying that. It's just like, unf- uh, like I said earlier, it doesn't quite keep the same level of like that kind of funness throughout that the first one I felt did a little bit better job at. Like even the climax of the first one, which I don't remember the the specific him and Mark Strong fight, but I do remember like when all of his family gets powers, like, Oh, that's a cool moment. And like, it, even that was a little bit more, I felt more fun, more unique, more, uh, uh, original DNA. That was like that kind of niche that Shazam kind of can do. And I felt like when it veered out of that in this one, that's when I didn't th- don't think it worked quite as well, but I still think there was plenty of it doing the Shazam thing. And those moments I liked. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, what's the worm thing? Who, who's the worm? Worm, dude. Worm? He's a worm. Is Mister Mind? <laughs> I know it's from a comic. Looked, Does anyone I, know anything? No, about I, just, I looked him up. He, oh, what? his name is Mister Mind, and that and he's yeah. an evil worm. Well, so Actually, what, what were like we, we brought this up? We brought this up a couple times, obviously, when we recorded the first. Yeah. But then I brought it up recently. Um. Because I was making fun of it. Was it like I mean, it was the Doctor Strange where like this po- like bad cringy post credit scenes where that were like so silly. But this one it worked yeah. because I think both post credit scenes were done by like James Gunn after the fact. It it just felt like it had a different. It energy. felt like that. Yeah. Well, I think they also both, especially the worm scene, just felt like a complete like you know poking fun at yeah. those credit yes. scenes which like yes good yes, okay exactly. someone gets yes. it finally yes. you guys remember from and the I, I thought, last movie right yeah yeah that's yeah. he was from the last movie but i it just was, and i'm so like i said i'm sure we had this conversation but it I was the exact same or... post-credit scene as last time except for he's yeah, like exactly. uh, actually no uh wait no i'll be back again that that's really funny mm-hmm. the, the, yeah that, I, that got really me funny. i appreciated that yeah uh yeah that was good uh, it, it it is funny, and it would be funny if like Justice Society is like actually what the DC whatever the D remnants oh. of the DC combined DCU is is somehow the Justice Society now, and Justice League is so just full of toxic and just like bad yeah. movies that yeah. it's tainted, and no one touches the Justice League anymore. <laughs> but somehow Justice Society is like and what then, the DC and then James is Gunn, now. you know, and later on you got like. Superman is like, hey, can I be in the Justice Society? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that'd be great. Oh, man. Oh, man. That, that would be awesome. That'd be, that'd be fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, but, yeah, go ahead. But yeah, you, that, that, that post-credit scene, that, I guess the second one? The one where they're asking him to join the post-credit scene. The, the, yeah, the first the, one. I think it was the first was one. The first one? Okay, sorry. The, the, the yeah. first one. Yeah, were the two folks from yeah. Peacemaker show up and they're mm-hmm. like, "Hey, come join." And and what is, is Zachary Levi is just at some gas station <laughs> losing his mind on cocaine, just shooting. Like, <laughs> Dude, you've been a superhero for years. Why are you so hopped up? Like, I'm, that's what I'm saying. Like, even in the post-credit scene, his energy as at like eleven, mm-hmm. 
he just, you need to turn it down buddy like i don't understand what is happening um, it, it, yeah it, it does it just feels like they're again either him or directing or whatever it's just like we have to constantly remind people that this is a child but not, not like a, a child that if you saw a kid on tv or a kid in a movie and thought like oh yeah he's just a normal kid this is like like what you think of as a kid like that is not actually a kid, just like a, a cartoon character of a yeah. kid. And certainly like not constantly. the actual child who <laughs> yes, he's supposed to but... be the same of that we saw not that long ago. I mean, just compared to like Jumanji, right? Like how oh, yeah. well when we see the, you know, they become the adult versions. Other characters. Oh, yeah. It's so good. Like you can see You're talking it. about the original Jumanji, right? No, I'm talking. I'm well. I don't know. Maybe you are right, but I was thinking of the Jack Black and oh, Kevin yeah, Hart one, like when they're acting as like the adult versions of oh. those kids. Yeah, it, of course. Oh, yeah, it makes sense to me. Yeah. yeah oh, those pretty, are good. You yeah, should well, I, good. I, I red boxed the first one and then I fell asleep during it, so uh, yeah, okay. I, I haven't had a huge incentive <laughs> I mean, to go back. I I mean, there we have, I have my criticism. I wish yeah. th- they leaned harder into some of the video game stuff because actually, it's that stuff is kind of fun and cool. Yeah. Um, but they're fun movies for sure. Yeah, they're pretty fun. You do get to see fun impressions of them. Like the second one has some. I think the second one's not quite as good, but there's even wackier impressions. Like you get Aquafina pretending to be Danny DeVito, and you get The Rock yeah. pretending to be like. There's a lot of it, it's, great. And those are the those because you can kind of see it, right? And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And if I think they said and maybe this or other movies where they've done sort of these sort of you know, premises yeah, yeah. where the, the actors will hang out with each other to get to know their like yeah. quirks. And, and it just felt like they had no interest in, in conveying any yeah, of that. Yeah. I movie. agree with that. Yeah. 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 Also this remind uh, from Star Trek strange new worlds last season, there was an episode where Spock's brain goes into the brain of T'Pol. Who's, he's like betrothed and it's great. It's one of the best episodes of Star Trek. For the last that sounds years. pretty good. It's awesome. It's great. But it does feel very much like, yes, these actors studied each other, hung out together, and like, like, just completely capture the mannerisms of the other person they're supposed to be playing inside their own body. Like, uh, I, I, love, I love that kind of thing. As, and especially like as an actor, which I'm not, I just imagine as an actor, I think that would be fun to try to like, do yeah, that, right? you know, huh. yeah, um, any other Shazam I thoughts? I have no more Shazam thoughts. No, uh, oh, go ahead. I have, I have two tiny Shazam thoughts. They're just little inklings of a Shazam in my brain. Shazooms. Um, yeah. Well, so, uh, okay, so this is the scene where they are in, like, a parking lot dump area. I'm not sure what it is. But they're all just standing around, right, and they – kind of making the plan of what to do next. And then that's when the dragon with Lucy Liu atop approaches yeah. them. And, and and he's about to like kill them with a force bomb or something. It's going to do, it's going to do something bad to them, but there's a yeah. reveal shot. Do you remember what the reveal shot is of how the dragon enters the scene? Oh, when she kills Helen Mir? No, no. No, no, this is way before that. Oh, um, well, there's the reveal shot when Shazam is pulling the dragon's tail. No, it's it before that. that it's before that. Oh, okay. I'm it, trying to remember. So, the, so the, the dragon reveals itself by creeping up over an RV. <laughs> okay. Okay, I think that visual should make you laugh. <laughs> because this dragon is three times the size of an RV. And they give us... They do it pretty good. Because, 
the editing's pretty good, but they do they do give us one long shot for a brief second, and if you're looking at it, it looks so stupid because it was like yeah, the, the dragon would have had to like do an army crawl on the ground to get behind this RV, <laughs> which it is longer than anyway, and then like creep up over the RV. It's like the reverse of Jurassic Park Dominion. I was just the T-Rex say. was trying to hide. He's a silly little guy. That's all. He's just a silly little guy. Yeah, the dragon's a silly little guy. <laughs> I'm so going to surprise yeah. him. <laughs> That's it. Uh, anyway, I just had to mention yeah. that because I was laughing pretty hard. And it was, yeah. All right, what's that's what's your other little Shazamite? Shazam. Um, this is this Shazimi. next Shazimi is when well, a little sip I, of your Shazam broth that you've been drinking ooh, all. Let me just let me just take a little sip. A shot of that. <laughs> There's cocaine in it too. <laughs> <laughs> that's how Gwyneth Paltrow has been only sustained on. Oh. Oh, it's cocaine. That would all I make sense. Maybe she's sharing with Zachary Lee. I didn't put any of that in my soup. Sh- Next time. Oh, oh, that's a missing ingredient. Next time. Um, so this is just like a little... It's not... Yeah, it's something that didn't happen that I wish did. Um, so I already mentioned about how like this movie ends the same way as Black Adam. Like, what's what should I call myself? What yeah. What's my name? Or whatever. Which is a weird thing. He's like... He asks... So this is... Zachary Levi, or maybe it's the kid, but he's basically he asks the old wizard man, "What's what is my name?" And rather than us giving us the him going Shazam, and because that's the obvious answer, yeah. he should have said Captain Every Power Junior. Yes. Why did he yeah. not say that? Oh man, such an and then they could have cut to title of it saying Captain Every Power Junior, like in <laughs> bold, would, excellently in, made in font. In the Shazam font. Oh my! In that the Shazam font. Awesome. Oh how God, did they that not do been this? So good. Uh, oh, well. Anyway, that's that's my last little thing. Yeah. Okay. Well, would you recommend it? Yeah, the, the wizards gonna be moving. Uh, despite everything, uh, I still would. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would still right. I I would say that I don't. If you've seen the first one you and liked it, you'll yeah, I re- definitely recommend it. If you're kind of on the fence, I would say wait. It's going to be streaming on HBO or something yeah. in two months. Yeah. Just wait for it there. Um, and don't save the movies, everyone. Make the movies <laughs> yeah. die by Hold not them going and spending $25 for a ticket. I was thinking when I was watching it, at least, especially during the first act, if you haven't seen the first one, I don't think this one does spends a whole lot of time trying to catch you up to speed. Which I'm used to, more used yeah. to now because Marvel kind of has to, they, uh, you know. Yeah. But this yeah. one was just like, just look, you, 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 you saw the first one or you didn't. We're we're going. I'm like, eh, yeah. okay, all right then. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'd, I'd recommend it. Um, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I you know, well, yeah, yeah, no, I'd definitely recommend. It. Um, mild, mild recommend. Okay. Um. Uh, that's it. Good job, everyone. We did it. Um, what? Uh, we don't have any emails this no, week so because you failed. You're causing movies theaters to fail, listeners, by Be not emailing. Nice us. to them. Um, They'll never email us if you talk to them that way. Uh, we have. <laughs> it's tough we have, love. Uh, John Wick out, and it's got very good reviews so far. Is or it it's out? coming out. It's next week. Next week. It's coming out soon. Yeah. Oh a, well, I would definitely. Uh, did you no, catch up? I haven't. You I've still only seen the first one. So. Yep. If I can somehow catch up by then, I'll join in, but I <laughs> probably won't. Um, and then Dungeons and Dragons also coming up. Um, 
I would be down for either or either or both of those. We haven't ever done a John Wick, though, have we? We have not. We did a half a John Wick. <laughs> we did a half a John One Wick. Wick. Um, and our Godzilla monster oh. realm, uh, the I think it was King of the Monsters episode from two or three years ago. We did like a hefty John Wick discussion, right. but the, it was part of another episode. Right. Okay. Okay. Um, but yeah, so I would be down for a full John Wick episode or Dungeon Dragon. Mario. And then Mario's in two weeks. Mario, I saw that new trailer and that one did it for me. Uh, I mean, I'm just going to have to take the whole week off to watch, to prepare, watch, and then to process Mario. Well, I, that's spring break for me, for all those movies. So oh, there you go. Better. All right. Um, it's time for this guy to be going. Go eat your soup. Yeah. All right. Well. Take us home. All right. Well, thanks for tuning in, everyone, for our discussion of Shazam. Shazam. Shaman. The Fury of the Shyamalan. Gods. Shamzahara. Shamzahara. The Zoopers. The Zynga. They were the so angry. Those gods are so angry. They just mostly just seemed mildly irritated. My, I mean, the one girl was not angry. She was actually she's, she's, she's she's all right. pleasant the whole time. She was, uh, yeah. yeah. She is at, at most cross. Also, it was kind of funny. The, the another another laugh moment was the "I'm over six thousand years old" and the parents like, "I'm not nah, okay." Yeah, it seems weird. That would be uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which then made the Wonder Woman scene at the end even more uncomfortable. Uh, yeah, it, yeah, it could have done with maybe just one of <laughs> yeah, those no, two not things. Both. Yeah. yeah, not both. All right. yeah. Okay. All right. Bye, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Good night. This has been After the Credits A Young Chunks Podcast <laughs>